Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. I want to get out to the Hive Talk Live hotline where Jonathan Jones is standing by live from sunny Miami, Florida. He's covering the series for the Charlotte Observer. Jonathan, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Jonathan, I'm, I'm a little jealous. I just took a work trip down to Naples, Florida, and had just enough time to get two feet on the sand. I looked left, I looked right, and then I had to go right back to work. Hopefully, you've enjoyed more of Florida than than I had a chance to. Yeah, you know, I, I got to be honest with you. Miami's not not ever really been in my town, but when you have 72 hours between games, uh, if you don't make it out to the beach, I don't really know what you're doing. So I, I was able to do that today. It's been good. You you fit in more out there anyway, don't you, JJ? <laughs> why would you say? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Why would you say that? Because if you've ever hung out with JJ, he's got those deep, deep cut V necks, and I make fun of the, him for this all the time. So this is nothing new to him. But he fits in down there with those deep V neck T shirts that I know he's wearing right now, especially because so so yep. I know he fits in yep. perfectly right now. Yep. Very true. Very true. Not well done. <laughs> well, Jonathan, uh, you're in V-neck or not? You're you're enjoying it. Uh, the Hornets haven't enjoyed it so far. How is the mood around Hornets practice today and yesterday, both from the player side and Coach Clifford? Yeah, I mean, you know, they're they're still upbeat. Uh, and look, Clifford has really beaten into them, and and they certainly do believe it. And to a measure, it's true. Uh, whether they lost by one or lost by 30, it, it, the series is 1-0. And there's nothing really you can do about that. Um, and, and so I, I get it. that, And, and also, and I, I see both sides, I guess is what I'm trying to say, is that, look, man, you lose by 31 in the playoffs, especially in the opener, that has to be somewhat demoralizing. But, uh, if you, but on the other side of that token, I think a lot of people can say, look, it's just 1-0. And as Noah was saying earlier, as we've all said, it's an aberration. Uh, I, now, does that mean that I think the Hornets are going to win four straight? No, I, I don't. And I don't know if they're even going to win tomorrow night. But I, I long expected this game to be played in the mid-90s. I'm talking 95 to 93. That uh, would be a very normal final score for the rest of the series. Whichever way it goes, it goes. But no one expected the Heat to, to score 123. And if either one of these teams for the rest of this uh, series get over 110, I would be surprised. JJ, one thing, I know that Clifford has already talked about not changing up the lineups, but did he say expect more, I don't know, Troy Daniels, maybe a little bit more Jeremy Lamb? No, you know, we didn't. that didn't really come up. I think there's been so much focus on how Hassan White uh, dominated and, and how Cody or Al and, and what they need to do right there. You know, I, I think for a lot of fans and a lot of observers who may be watching this and they say, oh, well, clearly what the Hornets need to do is they need to put out Jefferson in there, and uh, and then Hassan Whiteside is going to have more trouble with him. Well, Whiteside played pretty well against both of them, number one, on the offensive side. And then on the defensive side, they're exposed for as soon as Al Jefferson went in there to match up uh, against Whiteside. After about two possessions, Amari Stoudemire was heading over to the scores table to check in. So they do have an antidote for that, for the Hornets' antidote. So uh, I don't think it's as simple 
as just, oh, just put an L and, and play him more against Hassan. No, it, it's not that simple because then they'll play Amari a little bit more, and those two guys match up a lot better uh, with one another. So it doesn't sound like this team's panicking, Jonathan. I mean, after I mean, Clifford's a very even kill coach anyway, and I think hopefully that's trickled down to this team. But even after the game, you know, they were certainly down, but it doesn't feel like they were they were distraught. Would you say that's still the case? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kemba's still very upbeat. Uh, and, and, you know, he said something uh, today that, you know, these players are, are wired so differently. And and he he thought that they were still in the game, that they were going to make a run up until midway through the fourth quarter. And that's when he was like, all right, we, we need to pack this thing, guys. Like, it's, it's not going to happen. You know, I, I heard you guys earlier say after the first quarter, you know, it was kind of over. You know, I thought if they could get to halftime and it'd be a 10-point game. Yep. Uh, that, you know, after, and then at the end of the third quarter, it's a seven-point game, and then whatever happens in the fourth half. But as soon as it was not a 10-point game at halftime, and then they came out as cold as they did in the third quarter, that's when I knew the game was, was definitely over. I could go ahead and start writing my copy for deadline. Jonathan Jones, Charlotte Observer, joining us live from Miami, side of Game 2 on Wednesday night. Jonathan, is there anything that the Hornets players or Coach Clifford pointed to specifically that seemed to put a wrench into their defensive plans against Miami? Yeah, so it's interesting and, and, and a little complicated, but the, Miami's pick-and-roll game is, is really good. So, number one, Dragic can, can obviously he can shoot the ball uh, off the pick-and-roll. He didn't do that uh, all that often, and he didn't really do that that well against the Heat. But what we saw and what we all know about is Hassan Whiteside has five down for most of those coming off of the pick and rolls uh, and, and really bad rotations. Well, what you have is you have Luol Ding doing a McGetty cut off of the weak side of the pick and roll. And so the Hornets were able to stop that sometimes, but they have to be cognizant of that. And so the Heat can do three things off their pick and roll. And number one is obviously Drogic can he can shoot the ball, they can lob it to Whiteside as they did many times, or they can find that cutter like a wall ding, uh, like he's been so good at his entire career. Well, Drogic I think was two of eight maybe uh, shooting off of the off the pick and roll. Uh, they were able to stop Ding cutting, though they didn't stop him doing anything else. But they got two out of three. Obviously Whiteside, their defensive rotations were off the entire game, and so. It's, to them, they're saying, hey, we can fix this. We know what's wrong. The spacing in the back is a little different because of how Spolster likes to play perimeter and post guys along the baseline at, at very random times, uh, especially in their half-court sets. So um, they know the issues. It's just going to be a matter of actually applying it in game two. JJ, anything from Marvin Williams? Because I know he was. I know a lot of folks were disappointed in his performance. So do you expect him to bounce back? You know, I think so. Now, as far as defense goes, I think a lot of people looked at kind of the plus-minus and they see Laurel Ding with 31 and then they see that, you know, Marvin was matched up against him. Well, again, going back to defensive rotations, and I wasn't able to watch the entire game in full down here, but uh, I, I certainly know that it wasn't like Laurel Ding was just dropping 31 right in Marvin's face the entire time. There, were, there You know, that was a... That was a, a, a very bad team defense uh, that gave... And Laurel Ding did take some of but also gave Wall Ding 31 points. Then on the offensive side, well, he went one for seven. I asked him about it. He said, I'll take one for seven. That's not going to bother me one bit. He said, these are the shots that I shoot. It wasn't like he was getting all terrible shots or anything like that, save for one, I think, where he, where he thought he got fouled there uh, in the paint. But six of those seven, I think he would take any other day. And, of course, the cliche, the shots just didn't fall. But 
Uh, like the sample size is so small. And after two games, if this team uh, loses by 31 again, and, and somebody and Joe Johnson goes all for 30, and Marvin goes one for seven, and Frank decides that he can't shoot the ball out there, then, uh, then I think Hornets fans should should really be pressed with panic button. The Hornets have had two days uh, to mix some rest, some practice, and some tape study. Uh, Jonathan, how are they dealing with the extended time between that Game 1 loss and Game 2? Yeah, so plenty of tape. Uh, you know, they put on the flash drive and they're watching it on laptops. We saw uh, Clifford setting up the projector and, and the whiteboard when, uh, when we were kicked out of, of practice earlier today. I know for a guy like Marvin Williams, still very close with Raymond Felton, his 2005 national championship teammate at UNC. Uh, so he watched very close with the Mavs game last night, was happy for, for Ray. Uh, these guys are also still very close with Portland, uh, obviously with Gerald Henderson, with Brad Roberts, with Noah Vonley. And so uh, if I'm not mistaken, Portland might play tonight. And so I think that's what they'll, they'll be up to tonight. Uh, and I could be wrong on that, but but yeah, I mean they're watching basketball at night, and and during the day they're watching basketball to watch themselves, uh, and they're not as far as I know. I haven't checked the, the police blotter lately, but not getting in trouble down here, so that's good. Oh <laughs> uh, wait, well, important follow up question. You mentioned uh, the the uh, flash drives. What are they rocking there? Eight gig? They using SD cards? What are the <laughs> 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 oh man if, if i even knew what any of that stuff actually meant uh i am yeah I, I don't know but they have some type of flash drive thumb drive, whatever they call them nowadays right it's in the computer <laughs> the, it's a series of tubes uh jonathan uh points in the paint something the hornets have been able to contain for most of the season opponents average 40 per game uh, during the regular season, the Heat scored 56 in Game 1. How important to the Hornets is reducing that number, and do they have a plan to stop it? Well, and so the interesting thing and the kind of misleading thing about that is that while the Hornets have been very good at points in the paint, and you mentioned 40 allowed, which I think was tied with the Spurs for maybe the third or fourth best in the NBA this past season, they haven't been as good against the Heat. And so, yeah, I mean, we can take what they've done against everybody – or we can take against what the team that they're playing against for potentially seven games and what they did against them for four of the regular season. Which one makes me feel better? I want them. that one. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I'm sorry. Ah. Uh, but but their last regular season game against the Heat, I think uh, Clifford said they get something like 56 against the Heat. And so this is really in line with what they did in the last game. And that turned out to be a win for the Hornets, of course. But um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're not going to win if you give up that many points, if the differential's that much. Uh, like, the points in the paint are also, we got to take into account the second-chance points, and they have to get on the defensive glass. I mean, that was pitiful that they only rebounded 61% of, of reboundable balls uh, there and that the Heat was able to get 14 offensive rebounds. That's not the Charlotte Hornets. They will get defensive rebounds. First in the NBA in percentage, around 74%, I think. Uh, so they're going to, or maybe 76%. And so to get to 61, that's such a huge gap. And if they can't play their game uh, there in the paint, then they're just not going to win this series. Your colleague Scott Fowler at the Observer wrote that uh, Kimball Walker still hasn't won a playoff game with the Charlotte Hornets, and he's not going to anytime soon unless he starts shimmying and shining. Did Kimba have any comments at practice today on his performance and whether anything needed to change on his end? Yeah, he had an interesting note. Uh, uh, the the sideline reporter for TNT asked him, Kimba, do you think you need to shoot a little more? Uh, and I think his numbers were fine. I mean, what was he, six for? 13. 14 or 13, there you go. 
six for 13, so a decent average, 19 points just under his, his season average. But look, we all know everything ratchets up in the playoffs, and we all know that this team is, it really feeds off of his energy. Of course, that first quarter, no one's really getting all energized after that first quarter if you're wearing uh, teal and purple. So we, we all get that. But uh, number one, the, the, thing, the interesting thing that he said today was, after he said, yeah, I don't think I need to shoot more. I, I liked my shots, and I was trying to be aggressive. But every time he, he got past the guy, there was another guy. Uh, and he was talking about the heat defense. And I don't know if that means that he's going to need a few more ball screens. I don't know. Uh, if there's going to need to be some, some better ball movement uh, and spacing on the Hornets' offensive side. Uh, but I thought I found that interesting where he just said, yeah, every time I tried to make a move and I thought I got past someone, there came another Heat defender. He's Jonathan Jones, writer for the Charlotte Observer. He's down in Miami covering uh, this, uh, hopefully what will become a, a more heated playoff series as we continue on. Friends call him JJ, apparently, and he loves these V-neck T-shirts. Jonathan, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate the info. Hey, appreciate it, fellas. All right, catch you later, JJ. See ya. Napa know It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17